funfully nerd tangent. This is chaos magic, Wanda. And that makes you the Scarlet Witch. Welcome to episode 114 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, aka Captain Boomerang, the other comic book Harkness. That's right, it was Australia all along. But forget all of that because we are here to talk about WandaVision. And joining me on the most ambitious podcasting crossover ever, linking Unt, The Steel Cage, Dates, 83 and Matt Mania, a Nexus being whose very existence is cloaked in pain, misery and a sweet red tiara, Taking a break from sitcoms, romance, and astral projection to find the goddess within. He's the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz. You know, I thought I was going to get the vision comparison because we got the same hairstyle. So <laughs> <laughs> almost. Wow. <laughs> uh, next up, he's created his own fantasy world in which all of his dreams come true, but story points make no sense to the characters inside to the point where they begin questioning their own existential reality. But enough about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Tim Arby is here. <laughs> Greg, what, what is this aroma, if not Taco Bell, persevering? <laughs> uh, also with us, he chants for the children entirely too often, but now comes to us via the Dates podcast, where they'll soon be reviewing the Toastmate, uh, Hydra Soak, and of course, Yo Magic. He also used an entire box of Kleenex during the series finale, but we're not sure if that's due to the sad ending or Wanda's new outfit. Either way, he's the mayor of Westview, Derek Montier. You're not wrong, Greg. You're not wrong. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, joining us from the post credit scene, Snoop is going to snoop and rapper's going to rap, currently working on his next album while he sits and drinks a coffee on the porch from the Matt Mania podcast. Welcome back, Mega Ran. Hey, good one. <laughs> and last but not least, forget Mephisto, Magneto, Nightmare, or even Doctor Strange. All you need is another cameo from Matt Mania, and ours is here to break the internet, because what is grief if not rock hating on things? From the Matt Mania podcast, welcome back the rock knowledge. <laughs> yes. That is how I should be introduced every time I go somewhere. <laughs> did, did that live up to the hype from what I that said earlier? That was fantastic. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve it. No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. Well, the first of the new Disney Plus MCU shows has wrapped up, and each week it seems to break the internet, like I said. Rock after the madness of 2020. How do you feel about just having the MCU back at all? Um, it was good, man. I mean, it was a it was a welcome distraction. Um, you know, once Mandalorian left us, there was a void. It had to be filled by something, and good old Disney slid right up in the DMs, <laughs> gave us gave, gave us the trailers, and then gave us WandaVision, and it lived up to uh, my expectations, which we'll get into a little bit later, but. 
um, it was just great to have something to, you know, want to watch every week. You know, it was nice to have that. I mean, the last entry into the MCU was literally uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So it's been a while. (laughs) And now I remember we first sat down to watch episode one of WandaVision and just the whole, that Marvel opening credits uh, spiel, you know, with the music and the pictures of the comics and all that kicked off and it was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. This was a thing. It was awesome. But then it also. You imagine if if the pandemic would have happened and it would have like delayed like Endgame or. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow! Don't put that out there. Oh God! Don't, don't put that in the we universe. Would been, we would have rioted. Yeah, there would be a riot. I would have rioted. <laughs> well, and I mean, it—that's the the thing about this show—is it definitely felt like it was the beginning of something new from the minute that that first episode started. It felt like, like AEW. What? <laughs> like AEW. Oh God! Come on, man. Keep that for the wrestling podcast. Uh, no, but we're talking I mean, about things we like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is, uh, you know, like you said, that Marvel opening, but then that sh- that screen shrinking and it going into black and white, and just immediately something different than what we've ever seen. It it just felt like this truly is the beginning of that next phase, which is what they intended it to be. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's like Far From Home kind of seemed like the epilogue to, to that phase three and to Endgame and Infinity War and that saga. This is the first we've got where it feels we're going somewhere different. We're, we're leaving. We're kind of still tied to that legacy, but we're pushing to something new. And that's what was kind of refreshing about it. And, you know, like we said, it was that it almost seemed like a little bit of a return to normalcy to have marvel back in in our lives and you know we got lucky because this didn't tie in to what they did with um black widow because if they they had tied together we would have had this push too you know black widow has been getting delay after delay after delay right so you know in a sense we got lucky that they're those two are probably not as interconnected now they may have had to make changes to black widow um because of it, but I, I don't think it would have been significant based on that being predating the rest of the MCU um, or the Avengers saga. So, um, yeah, it just it was something where we all could talk about it. And it. Like, I think the last thing that got all our attention, like this, you know, we had Mandalorian, but like, I think that was something new was Tiger King. <laughs> like the beginning of the pandemic was the last time we had something really new like that so uh it was good to have it it's it just goes to show how valuable releasing a an episodic show at least one per week is you know having that time to especially a show like this that has all of these questions that are left unanswered at the end of every episode just have that time to speculate to talk with your friends like if you could binge watch this show in a night it would have not been the same experience that we all went through watching it from week to week and I think that's the thing we needed was something like that that stretched out over a period of time. And, and I've heard, you know, so right now um, we're going back and rewatching Breaking Bad. The Sam's actually never seen it. So we're watching that and like we're binge watching and you get to see, you know, as it, you know, the cliffhangers and stuff get a little bit, you know, you can get that instant gratification. Yeah. Whereas I remember when we were watching it as it was coming out, those waves were painful. Like we're going through now with Better Call Saul, like, 
the wait between seasons and be, you know, that week long gap and you were wondering what was going on. It, it's something different and it spurs those conversations that you don't have quite as much with, with something that, you know, movie. Yeah. When you had like end game and infinity war and end game, you had a year to, to go through it, but like through a whole movie and a four hours, you're not getting that time to breathe and let, let stuff kind of sink in the gravity of certain things that happen. So, you know, I don't think we would have had the full, really the week of uh, it was Agatha all along stuff if immediately we went into the next episode. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I think the only, because we, like you mentioned Better Call Saul, I've got that in my notes actually, like Better Call Saul, The Boys, Mandalorian, like all these sort of big shows recently have all done that. It only really seems to be Netflix that does the whole like, here's everything at once. And then, but then is that, is that kind of why these Netflix shows don't last more than two or three seasons? Because they dump them all at once. People, people talk about them for a weekend and they trend and all that for a weekend. And then that's it. And it's like a year later, people are like, remember this show? It's like, oh yeah. Eh. Whereas, and then, and then I, I'm guessing like executives and stuff look at it and go, nobody's talking about glow anymore. Cancel it. You know? Um, Greg, you and I talked about that with The Walking Dead, and I think mm. The Walking Dead um, TV was kind of the opposite, right? People got sick of all of these cliffhangers, and yeah. they got sick of the show not really going anywhere, or even at times they got sick of the cliffhanger resulting in their favorite character having his head bashed in right before their very eyes. It just got to a point where people were just tired of going through the same ups and downs with the show because it kind of kept the same rhythm. And even though that was exciting, even though it had a lot of cliffhangers and a lot of, you know, those moments where you could talk about with your friends, they even had the show on afterwards that they would sit there and speculate about what was going to happen next. Right. It just, people got exhausted with it. You know, it, it, this show did a much better job of delivering week to week, but still keeping you and asking questions. And it also was short. It didn't, it didn't, take 24 episodes to get through this season had it maybe the ending would have been not enough it would have, might not have been satisfying i mean i don't know but it it definitely did a good job of telling basically what was a movie's worth of a story in in these episodes but still keeping that fun comic book-esque episodic thing where you just couldn't wait for the next one to come out and see where the story goes in this story arc it was the best comic book thing the most comic book thing the MCU has put out yet, just based on the way that it made everybody feel when it comes to waiting to see where this leads next episode, next comic book, you know, that kind of thing. It just also exposed how spoiled we've become or how so much of the internet has become by what's out there and the way that we get our entertainment now, because there were all these takes like, Oh, it, you know, episode four, WandaVision, it took this long to get good. They made us wait four weeks. And then other people were like, oh, with, with all this time in between episodes, they left us speculating too much. And that's why we're all disappointed by the finale. I don't personally agree with any of that, but it's it's just weird to hear the like how entitled fans have become uh, just <laughs> because of this embarrassment right. of riches that we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the first couple of weeks, it, it was just, first couple of weeks, it was just like Hamilton, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but that's the thing that made it so good especially when you go back and rewatch it i just got done rewatching it today and those first episodes are so much better now that you kind of know the full story and where it goes there are so many little 
little nuances, little just winks at what's going to happen. And you know it's going to happen, but it, it makes the rewatches even valuable of those early episodes that were just kind of essentially set up to make you wonder what the hell was going on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the fact that the show had a different look every week, week to week with the way they flipped it with the different sitcoms and the way the styles it was shot, it felt fresh. You know, it, it was fresh in the sense that we didn't know where they were going to go with things, but it was also fresh where you, you're trying to determine like, well, what sitcom are they going to be parodying this time? You know, what little nuances are you going to see in the way they film and shoot this? That's going to remind you of, of a classic sitcom or something you would normally watch. Um, that was one of the that was one of the things I enjoyed about it. Oh, I, I enjoyed they kind of had the odes and the nods to the different shows. And that's the thing that you couldn't do if this was a movie. Sure. And you couldn't like keep splitting that up in the, in those time jumps as well. And it also it made that delay kind of work. It's like okay, we time has elapsed. You get that feeling of time elapsing because it's only been a week, but still something changes. You don't have that if you're if you're watching them back to back to back for the first time and binging. Yeah. You don't have that delay. There's there's no you know the what happened the kind of time period and then you wait and come back and refresh. Plus, you're also like. It's, it's meant to be almost like an homage or a, a spin on television. So mm-hmm. it needs to be a television show. Like, no, and they tied it all together too. They tied everything I, together with that, with the, with the suitcase or with the, that her dad had with all the different sitcoms that she was, this is how she learned. So this is what she's created based off of what she remembers from being a kid. Well, that was, you know, that, that was a that great thing too. That's a great reveal uh, when they get around yeah. to that, because that really just explains they did such a great job later on of explaining that. But at the same time, too, like what Greg's saying, this is the MCU's first television show. So this was this wonderful love letter to television where it was just paying homage to so many of these great sitcoms while also telling this great story at the same time. It didn't seem clunky. It didn't seem like they were hitting you over the head with it. It seemed like it was a natural fit with the show. Like Rock was saying, though, it felt like one of those things that I was excited about just as much as I was to see where the story was going next week. Like, what are they going to do next week? Oh, I heard next week's like an office, you know, modern family. I can't wait for that one. And that one was like the most hilarious one of the season. And they did such a good job of, you know, capturing the humor and making that one not just like those shows, but also being as equally funny as one of those episodes. And by the way, actually, I did bite a kid once. And to go with that, it's, you know, a testament to the writers and what they did in that they were able to stay cohesive with their story that they're telling and their characters while matching the scripts to these different sitcoms and kind of the, the style and the tone of how they work and, cont- and making it all seem fairly seamless you know, as far as cohesive. So it was really good. The one thing I was disappointed in, in that there wasn't really a full house uh, yeah. reference there. It, it didn't, was. It didn't there quite was. dive into the- They're sitting on, they're sitting out on, in front of, uh, across the road from their house at a park having a little picnic. That's Oh yeah, no, house. that was in the oh, beginning. That is, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like in the introduction. I, yep, yeah, I, I, I meant more in like in the, in the actual oh, yeah. like episode. Yeah. Well, but yeah, Elizabeth, they, they Ol- Elizabeth Olsen is in the show. So her sister's in the house. Well, that, that's why I wanted that's why it. You yeah. wanted it. You wanted, constant... you wanted Bob Saget to walk in the door and tell her, hey, Wanda, we need to have a talk. Yeah. That's what Jerry wanted. I, I just wanted Dave Coulier to be one of the guys. <laughs> I, I just wanted Dave Coulier to be somebody who's just going to work with this child. 
just smiling just all day long because Jared it out. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for Wanda. I was waiting for Vision to be like, Wanda, you need to stop this. And she's like, You got it, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just something like that would have would have said a fun how rude. How rude. Yeah. You know, um, one of the boys saying how rude would have been great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there, like there was there was well. the there was the kick-ass reference when the boys ran off. Yeah. That was oh, pretty yeah. awesome. That you was know. good. That was good. I do feel like it's, they've done a good job with the show in the sense that like they uh they basically wrote a love letter to classic television mm-hmm. and at the same time redefined it. So yeah. it's sort of a like, this is what we love about TV, but this is where we're taking it or this is what's possible yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see quite a bit of criticism from people early that I was surprised by. Um, and someone like Mark Bernardin, for instance, who's Kevin Smith's buddy, he wasn't like shitting on the show. And I mean, if you don't like the show, you don't like the show. It's not sure. nothing wrong with that. But like, he was kind of like, oh, I just wish they'd give me a little more. Or like, I just want to know why they're doing this. Or maybe they should do that. And I'm like, dude, you're a writer. Don't you understand the concept of like a mystery or a slow burn? Or it just seemed like I can understand some, you know, turd on the internet being like, oh, I didn't get it, you know, but like, People like, and I saw a few people like that where they're just like, it doesn't give me enough or it doesn't, you know, it, it's not explaining everything to me. And I'm like, does it need to be spoon fed to you? Like it's. Yeah. It, it's you know, like going back it, to what I was saying with Breaking Bad and I'm trying not to do this too much, but you know, you've got at the beginning of those, the first season or maybe it was first and second where they've got, you know, you've got the stuff floating in the pool. You got the little stuffed animal and you've got all that at the beginning of all these episodes. And it takes until the end of the season two before they're telling you what that was and what, what the significance was. And it'd be like people getting upset about that. And it's just, we've now, we've come, you know, you look at something like that or, you know, other shows, you know, Walking Dead, their cliffhangers and stuff. Or Lost. Around. I mean, well, yeah, Lost. Any, I don't understand like what's that. happening. That's Lost the whole point yeah. of the show. Pe- is pe- people have gotten so, so used to instant gratification that having a story play out in a full three acts over multiple episodes is just mind-boggling. They, they can't take it. And it kind of ruins some of the enjoyment. Like, I really enjoyed this. Now, there, there's also times when I'm like, no, I want all of it. I need all of it. Give it to me. Just because I'm a fiend for stuff like that. But there's certain times when that, that delay does help. There's one big difference between this, though, and all of those shows. And that is that this source material already exists. People know these stories. They know where they're going with it. Rock knew where it was going with it before the freaking season even started and had speculations and was not 100% correct, but was correct exactly where they were going. And they changed it so that they didn't do the full like House of M story exclusively. But they definitely went in this direction that people could pick up the pieces as to what they were doing. People knew that Agnes was Agatha mm. by season episode three and four. It, there's no, there wasn't a lot of mystery there with that because of the fact that these stories exist already. The mystery was you never know what the MCU is going to do to play with that story and how they're going to maybe incorporate other stories like they did with this one because this isn't exclusively one story. This is like two or three different stories all kind of being told at once but in a better way, instead of them being these individual comic book runs that and sometimes might even be repetitive, you know, 
vision being taken apart multiple times or killed multiple times or mm-hmm. whatever to come around as these certain conclusions they're trying to tell it in a more concise version that goes along with what they're doing in the movies the people it's, just want different things that they get out of these stories that they're not getting yet because it's a slow burn and there's a lot more information there I for think, them to go with yeah i agree and i think people are unfairly maybe comparing it to mandalorian which is on season two yeah, and, you know, and let's not forget that most of season one was nothing. You know, it was just walking. You know, yeah, so exactly. it takes time to get to these things. So you know, to to put this expectation on season one is a little unfair. Maybe by end of season two, we'll see something crazy. Well, there you is know? no season two. No, this was it. one and done. Mm. Oh, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Th- 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 this was one and done. So th- there may have been some expectation with that because people were, you know, it's nine episodes. You know, because that's why there are people that were like had this whole conspiracy about a, a surprise tenth episode the whole time, and oh. so the, I, I think the pacing got people up. You know, with the MCU, you get the movie, you get the story, you know, you get the pieces that it's going to be part of something bigger. You didn't have much other than Endgame. There wasn't huge cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Like Derek was saying, with the comic book source material, that's some Marvel's been really good at. It, is they adapt it so it's new and fresh. It yeah. honors the, the comic book readers because it pulls from stuff they like. Yeah. And it also adapts it well to whatever the medium is, whether it's, you know, uh, film or TV now. So so they've got that skill set to keep it fresh. And, you know, yeah, people, you know, rock knew kind of where it was going. There were a lot of people speculating from the, from the first trailer on what it was going to be. But it still had surprises and twists and turns. Here's what I will say about it being a one and done is in my opinion, I enjoyed everything about this season, including the finale. I think that they did a wonderful job of wrapping up the story while still leaving it perfectly open-ended to continue telling it, should this show be popular enough that they choose to have a season two. I know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of a bigger deal that they can't just make that call on a whim uh, based on the fact that it's popular, but you never know. They did leave it open-ended enough that if they choose to tell more of this story in WandaVision season two, it's there, it's ready. And there's a lot of things they can do, especially with, uh, you know, Agatha and, and Wanda's relationship evolving and being different where she's like more of her teacher and, you know, the boys and everything there. There's a lot of cool stuff they could do. I, I, I know it's going to lead to Doctor Strange and other stuff. And that's probably where this story will be told, which is fine too. That's the beautiful part about this. As long as this story continues somewhere in some form of medium, whether it's movies or another season, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just feel like there's still way too much story left on the table right now about the boys and and everything like that. Well, did did you catch the subtle little thing where you hear the boys' voices in the stinger? We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll get to that. Yeah, so so they could definitely do something where, you know, whatever is going on in phase four, we don't know what Wanda's role is, where, you know, if she has a big role in Doctor Strange and Multiverse, and maybe they were going to do a movie with her and they changed to, okay, let's do another season. Or, you know, we weren't going to do another season, but... Yeah, they, they, they've yeah. got a ton of options here. And well, that's there's nothing, thing. there's nothing to say that I mean, there won't be another WandaVision show because right. there's no WandaVision anymore, right? But as far as she's, it's not a TV show and, and the hex and all that, but there's nothing to say that in like 
two years or whatever, they go, okay, the next show is called The Scarlet Witch and it's just another show with Wanda in it, but it's not WandaVision Season 2. You can still call it WandaVision Season 2 because if it's if it's about Wanda and her, you know, whatever, it's a continuing quest to, you know, have a relationship with Vision or whatever it is, yeah. you can still call it that. It, you know, the, the title you is, could. you know, it's the two characters. Uh, yeah, but it's, than, it, but it's a play on, like, yeah. you know. Oh, like, I know what it was. Obviously, you know what it, you know, it's a play yeah. on, you know, like, it's it's retrovision, it's, you know, supervision, whatever, but like, <laughs> it's, but still. But I, I do want to... just real quick, I yeah, do yeah. kind of feel like that the with, with WandaVision and Captain America, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, this is also Marvel and Disney testing the waters to see how are these TV shows going to be received. Yeah. And I think with the fact that how well WandaVision was, I have a feeling that the Falcon and Winter Soldier will be well received as well. Loki's coming. I think this is going to give them the opportunity to, to deep dive a little bit into some of these smaller stories, um, other characters they can develop via these TV series before you see them in one of the phase four phase five movies you know this is going to be where they're going to they're, they're, they're going to get these characters out there tell these stories and it's it's a hell of a it's a hell of a thing to have well, like, what rock is yeah, getting at is we are going to get a howard the duck show we are going to get a howard the duck show <laughs> well isn't that isn't that coming to hulu isn't that, they, they released the modok trailer the That's teaser canceled. for that's is that we're getting <laughs> We're getting Modoc, right? Modoc's coming. Still Modoc. Yeah, we are getting Modoc. Yeah, yeah. how the ducks canceled that cartoon uh, thing with uh, Kevin Smith. That's, <laughs> that's He's making cool. He-Man now. It'll be okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but the sitcom tropes, like we said before, I like that it did sort of progress each week. In a way, it was like, well, I was surprised at first, to be fair, because it was like, oh, like episode one. I'm like, this whole thing is like. The sitcom, yeah. like, okay, I didn't expect them to lean that heavily into it. I thought it might cut back yeah. and forth or something. But, like, the shows, obviously, we went through, like, the 50s with essentially the Dick Van Dyke show, Bewitched for the 60s. The 70s was, I guess, the Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, whatever. Yep. 80s was, I mean, massive family ties. family ties. Yeah, it was a little bit of Full House, like we said, and, and Growing Pains. Yep. Um, pains, 90s i get malcolm in the middle obviously even though that show started in 2000 but whatever close enough yeah uh, <laughs> and uh and then the 2010s detail yeah 2010s we get uh it was heavily mo- modern family and then like derek said before a lot of the office but yeah. and yeah. 2020s young vision that's coming season two young vision, <laughs> young vision. <laughs> that's off-white vision it's off-white <laughs> beige beige vision yeah beige um, vision <laughs> but I like that they did do the the uh, like they recreated the shows even from a technical standpoint. Like Derek, you were saying before, it it, it shrunk to the four by three uh, sort of frame at the, at the very beginning. It went black and white. Even that first episode, and I think the second one too, wasn't really high def at all. It was pretty grainy and, and old school. Yeah, they did the film for, ring. There is one scene in the first episode when the guy starts choking, and then she's like, "Vision, help him." Then it cuts to high def. Because yeah. it's this is not the show yeah. anymore. This is yeah, something's yeah. happening. And then at the end, where they're like, "Okay, bye, boss. We'll talk about the promotion." It went back to grainy, shitty. So like, yeah. there was a lot of care taken. So obviously, you know, they they're not just fans of of the characters and stuff. The people making the show, they're actually fans of all those shows as well. But not um, not any- to mention the fact that they made like a change of aspect ratio, like frightening 
Yeah. Like when it happened the first time, when it went from the four, three back to widescreen, I remember like, like I was sitting next to my wife and like, we gasped like, Oh my God. God. Oh, oh shit. About to go down. Something's like, going yeah. down. Well, that's yeah, another thing. Yeah. They went from yeah. brainy to high def. And then when, yeah, yeah. when uh, she confronts Monica and like, you're, you're an intruder here or whatever. It's oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets dark. It just yeah. Like, those are, like, uh, whoop, yeah. 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 Widened out and was like, Oh fuck, you're going to get thrown through 10 walls. All right. <laughs> but you got superpowers so. yeah <laughs> um i did want to talk as well one interesting thing that i thought they incorporated into the show on many levels were the uh, commercials oh um, they were great we had the stark toaster uh which we find it is essentially referencing the bomb, the bomb from when yep. she was a kid and the flashing light unsettling also unsettling. also if you look at the toaster it kind of looks like vision because um, it has the like the, the the flashing dot that's you know on the thing is sort of like his face and it the, the toaster looks a little bit like Vision's face. That's funny. Hmm. Um, the Strucker watch, which obviously Baron Strucker and Hydra and stuff. Hydra soak. Find the goddess within. I mean, shit. Okay. I noticed on the rewatch, by the way, it was the same actors in all the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another thing where they, they played yeah. they played with people. A lot of people were like, oh, when we see her parents, that will be them. But it wasn't. But I felt that that was good because I think in that moment, you would have been taken out of the scene. You would have been like, they're the guys from the commercials. Ha ha, we were yeah. right. Whereas no, yeah. this forced you to watch the show as opposed to being like, look at that thing I spotted. Um, what else did we have? We had Lagos, when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is from that, Tim's that favorite, favorite Tim's favorite movie series. that was great that was super great <laughs> uh the most disturbing one was the yo magic like let's watch a stop motion child starve to death <laughs> well, not only that, but yeah. like I love the meaning upon that now after watching the season Ooh, when yep. he's like it's no problem or whatever you say about I'm gonna snack on yo magic and yeah. it's like that was what Agatha was planning on doing this whole time. And, and it seemed to me, I mean, I could be wrong, but it did seem to sort of suggest like, um, no matter how hard you try, you know what I mean? You can't open yeah. the, you yeah, can't open the yogurt. So no matter how much Wanda tries, she can't bring people back to life, even if it's yep. a robot like Vision. Uh, and then the Nexus pills, which is a bit of a deep cut for the comics. A lot of people sort of may not have picked it up. Obviously like uh, Wanda for instance, in the comics is what they call a nexus being, which is sort of this like constant throughout the multiverse and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, people were going but nuts when they were like, the nexus, that means Doctor Strange in the multiverse is happening tomorrow. No, <laughs> it's a lot of them are just sort of like, yeah, we know you know what this is. So, here you I, go. I still, I still think that that will play a role in Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think they set this up for Wanda. You know, we all went through this. You know, we haven't touched it. Wanda gain powers from the Infinity Stone, not that it were enhanced by it. So I, I think that will be explored more later. But yeah, that was definitely a deep cut and a, a wink to the comic fans. Yeah, so I like it how they did that. Um, while we're talking about Wanda, we might as well focus on her and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, to me, she's always been good as the character. And obviously, I never thought like, oh, yeah, She's all right. Acting wise, I was never like, she's amazing, but clearly she wasn't a bad actress or anything like that. Not to any extent, but like this really was like a showcase highlight reel for her as far as like, Oh, look at all the range I have because it was 
she's you know she's Lucille Ball, she's uh, Elizabeth oh, yeah. Montgomery, she's you know um, Julie Bowen, she's doing all these things. But then snapping back and forth, the accent comes back when she's pissed off. Um, you know, so it's not like oh we just forgot about it and let her use her American accent. It's like no no, it's, did a, she's meant to she be suppressing really it. You know, it's it's a purposeful thing. She is she is uh, choosing to mask her accent to hide because obviously they were hiding from from uh everyone in between um civil war and infinity war and stuff um but yeah i think i don't know wanda for instance besides thor it could be argued she's lost the most of any mcu character uh, obviously her parents her brother by the looks of sokovia probably other family members and, and other friends i'm guessing um, and of her, course, her vision. Sixth grade class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and vision twice. So, <laughs> um, unlike Hawkeye and Ant Man and everyone else, they get their friends and family back. Wanda, even Thor, seems to have moved on at the end of Endgame, like with a new sense of purpose, and he goes off with the Guardians, and he's almost like, yeah, for the first time in a thousand years, I'm I can be whatever I want to be, you know. Um, so he's kind of he's all right. He's at his therapy. Um, but yeah, Wanda has nothing. So that's why I was impressed with the show because for the criticisms that Marvel gets as far as like everything's a formula, everything's the same, which to be fair is a little true, but uh, this show really did something different. And instead of Hollywood action stuff from the get-go, we got a Twilight Zone series, but then it's actually just a show all about grief. So like... How do you think they they handled the whole, like they actually picked a dark theme and went with it, which they criticized for not doing? I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. I think that this particular show was so different because everything with Marvel seems to like kind of have the edge removed a little bit based on the fact they know kids are going to be watching it. You know, this, this show, it didn't seem like they had any kind of that uh, overthinking of the show itself that oh, people aren't going to get this or, oh, these first couple of episodes are going to really turn people off and they'll never actually get to it. They, they just kind of let it be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it was a beautifully told story and it was a vehicle to evolve Wanda and Vision as characters, move them from the phases that they were in to the next phases of their characters. In the comic book, you got West Coast Vision, the White Vision, you know, and that's where this is going with the vision reboot, his memories going into the new one. There's this, you know, story about Wanda that was never really told that is a really cool story. And I think they just realized there was a lot there that they could go with that was different involving witches and magic and all of this other stuff. It also just fits in nicely with Dr. Strange. There's a lot there appealing. Uh, that's appealing. I just think I did not expect, like you said, Greg, her to be this good in this role. She was good in her role, but it's kind of like the WWE for the wrestling fans out there, right? It's a crowded house with a lot of talented people. So sometimes it's hard for someone to stand out. But should that person go off and go to Ring of Honor or Impact, you know, they might flourish in a different way because they're getting the spotlight on them for a moment versus being in this, you know, very crowded story that she was in with Avengers. Yeah, she excelled in the spotlight. It's it's amazing how confident they seem to be that they knew that these two actors were going to pull these roles off so well. Paul Bettany went into a recording studio to do Jarvis for like 
two hours, probably wearing some pajama pants and <laughs> drinking a tea the whole time. And years later, this dude's giving one of the most compelling roles as Vision mm-hmm. I could have ever imagined an actor giving. It's such a weird role to like bring to the screen that, and he did such a wonderful job with it. And with one of the most memorable lines on grieving that we'll ever have. Oh my have. God. No, like that, that like broke people. Like it was like, oh, that that was way too profound for what I'm it's, watching right now. It's, <laughs> one, it's one of those lines that when you hear it, it's so perfect. You're like, how has no one ever said that before? Like yes. it's, you know yes. what I mean? It's like, that's, that's gotta shit. be a quote he's stealing from yeah. Shakespeare or yeah, something, like, right? That, somebody yeah. said that, right? Like, no. Yeah. Wow. And so I mean, perfect. maybe it is from somewhere who knows, but like, I mean, it is, that's how, you know, it's good writing because you're like, fuck that's yeah. You know, and, yeah, you and here's like the secret origins of Wanda, but not like she got powers or mutant, but it's like, <laughs> this is why she loves vision because yes. he's like, Hey, how you going? You want to watch, how come in the middle? Oh, it's TV. <laughs> you want to make some babies? Yeah. <laughs> I'm made of vibranium. I'm always hard. <laughs> yeah. Visions of vibranium vibrator. There you go. Want a vision and chill? But um, Ran, I'm just wondering what you thought about like the slow reveal that you know at first it's like what's going on, like who's doing this to you, Wanda? Like what's happening, Wanda? Oh. And then it's, oh, it's all Wanda, all of it. And then, oh, hang on. No, it isn't. It must be some kind of magic <laughs> deal or a bargain or it's Mephisto. Well, suddenly everyone's an expert on Mephisto. Yeah, I, I went through a, <laughs> yeah, um, I went through a ton of like, you know, theories like, oh, Mephisto and blah, 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 you know, and um, just thinking about it. But I enjoyed the slow burn because it got me, a guy who wasn't immediately wowed when I first heard of the idea of WandaVision. You know, I was just like, I'll watch it. It's because it's MCU and I really miss the MCU, but I was not jazzed about it, you know? So when I sat down, I really loved that it started off so differently. I love, I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke and all those old shows. So get that was the best way to get me in without jumping right into story and exposition because it kind of disarmed me where I was like, storyline aside, like this is just entertaining, you know? Because again, we talked again, like so much props to the writers to creating real, like fluid stories that also continue to tell their overarching story. So uh, I was just a fan of, you know, what was happening in the show. And then when it finally starts to turn and we get some answers, by then I'm in, you know, I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen? You know, so how, how do you feel though, actually? The- how do you feel about the actual reveal where it was like, oh, it wasn't wanda being tricked or duped or deal with the devil or any of that sort of stuff it It was actually just her it got dark but you know i really enjoyed that i was just like wow like way to way to give us some depth on a character that hadn't had a lot of time to really be you know get any exposition so i was a big fan of it i love complex characters i love when characters maybe don't make what a lot of people consider to be the right decision so i was a big fan of the i guess if you can call it a swerve but i i i was there for it like this was this is exactly what i was hoping for but i didn't know if marvel would fully go there you know so it really impressed me uh to see so i think they challenged themselves and the viewers a lot throughout this series and um and i'm always for when a, when a company who has it all like marvel they have all of us 
you know, buy the grapefruits. <laughs> and yet still to continue to give you something different and to challenge you is uh, is like the, you know, the most ballsy thing you can do. So And the viewers are mad unappreciative of it. And then look at them. They're mad. Like that's that's exactly what happens. People get angry. Like, wait. I wanted Doctor Strange. Their I wanted expectations I wanted, were too um, high. Mr. Fantastic. I wanted, you know, like everybody wants something, you know, well, that's going to blow their mind. Yeah, off. I have I a seg- I have a segment about that, which we'll get to, yeah. but Jared. Uh, yeah, I wanted okay. the other thing about the swerve with it just being Wanda and her powers that did it is it makes her so much more powerful in the world. Because part of the reason why we went to all those other theories as to who it is, what's doing this, is because we hadn't seen Wanda at that level of power, like that strong with her magic. And by doing what they did, it actually expanded her and made her super significant in the MCU going forward as just how powerful she is. That it's not, you know, she's not, you know, before we thought she was kind of maybe a step below, you know, kind of Thor's power, you know, something like that. She was probably somewhere, you know, between... Maybe somewhere between Doctor Strange, kind of. Yeah, yeah. but now, yeah, the 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 fact that they said that Agatha flat out said that she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, Mm. it's like, oh, okay, absolutely. So this is going to be significant. And and I mean, for all the, I'm I'm not one of these people that's, you know, I'm going to hate on Brie Larson just because, um, but a lot of people do. And I can understand why a lot of people are put off by Brie Larson and some of the things she does. A lot of it's an overreaction. But anyway, I think if Marvel are going to do this thing where they're like, we want a woman to be the central character going forward for Marvel and all this kind of stuff and build the universe around them and all that, like they did with Tony Stark and that kind of thing, then lean in to wander and the scarlet witch as opposed to captain marvel because nobody has a problem with her well i, I think they're leading into scarlet witch but she may not be on the side of the coin we all think she is <laughs> they well, won't make her they won't make her a villain they've 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 teased it too much and even this series was kind of like oh maybe wanda's going to be the villain she kind of she's got some questionable moralities and things like that but i mean there's, they're not gonna. I don't. Well, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're gonna could, outright. Be, they're not gonna she make her. Easily, she's not Harvey Dent. You know what I mean? She like, could easily be swayed, though. You know, because they're teasing. They're teasing Kathon, yeah. who's the god of chaos. I mean, they're teasing so much, and then when you're hearing her kids, when she's in the incantation, when you hear the kids, like you're gonna see some shit, like Wanda. <laughs> But that's more Wanda, of a like drug Wanda's addiction, cool. losing your abilities kind of thing. We need to intervene, intervene and bring you back. I can't see them being like, oh, she's like Thanos now. So she needs to be stopped uh, and killed. You know what I mean? Like it'll be, and, and, and to a point, you can't just continually be like, Wanda did a bad thing, but she didn't mean it. Or Wanda did another bad thing, but she didn't mean it. Like after a while, audiences are going to be like, well, she needs, because they, they did that with Tony that Stark. Too. It was, oh, we need to be kept in check. It's like, no, you need to be kept in check, Tony. You keep creating Superman. Stop it. Well, they kind of showed that too when they they showed Wanda walking through Westview at the end and everybody's looking at her like, you know, giving her these really dirty looks because they they see her for who she is. They know who she is. Mm -hmm. You know, and it kind of goes back to the whole thing of when 
She trapped you know, him in her had, fucking playhouse for like fucking a month and a half, right. man. Yeah, I've been looking at her too. She had that woman's daughter. daughter you got damn it. bubble. How, that how long was her daughter? That woman's poor daughter trapped in her bedroom. And the woman's like, please yeah. let me see my yeah, daughter. Like, I was like, what the fuck? She's terrible. Right. I, was, I was trying to figure that out at the end when they were showing the scene. Like, how long were these people trapped? Is each episode about a day? Is it only so, like a week or so that they were yeah. that they were in there, or is it like months at a time? No, yeah, a baby within one day. Well, because yeah. time progressed inside of the hex quickly. That's why the the kids grew the up kids so grew fast. Up. So, and that's why they were progressing through the different 50s, 60s, 70s so quickly. You're probably right, Tim. We probably saw maybe seven, five days, seven days total in in the week of these lives, but still. To be trapped by somebody and to be made into their puppet while deep down inside you were still conscious of what's going on and just wanted to be freed of this spell, this hex that you were under. Yeah, that's fucking torture, man. I can only imagine the like PTSD these people have and shit, man. That one woman that was trying to hang, she's on the outskirts and like she's sort of- Oh, the one just crying. She's just trying to hang a picture or whatever it is, hang decorations and it's like one tear. I was like, oh, this is fucked up. That shit was fucking, oh man, horrible. The the question of how long it went over, did we get how long the engineer that they went looking for was missing? I thought it was a couple weeks at that point. I think everyone just forgot about that. It was yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. Look like, at my car. Nobody trip. forgot about the engineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I think, you well, and, and we know that there were episodes of WandaVision that we didn't see, yeah. but that like aired because um, we see like Darcy and Jimmy Wu and those people like watching episodes that we didn't see. So even though it may have only been a week or so, it wasn't like, there were other things happening that were being like projected through a magic or whatever that we didn't like there were episodes of the show within the show that we didn't see um and that's how they were able to identify everyone like that guy's this and that person's that and the only one they couldn't identify was agatha agnes because well she's not like mary jones she's yeah exactly yeah by the way that was that was the greatest reveal in the show was that moment that that and like you know that's another one of those things that it just goes to show people knew who she was there was no there was there wasn't any real mystery a lot of people had pinpointed her considering what her name was and that she was played by Catherine Hahn you knew she was going to be a major character not you can't fool the, the fans man it's like right yeah, yeah, so from the Benedict, time they, right away from Benedict the announcement is, they said that from yeah, the but, announcement they said but well, even, with, no, even with being that though I'm just saying the reveal that moment that fucking song that reveal was so great going back and showing every moment in the show that she fucked with her every moment that she threw a wrench in there every problem that wanda's been having essentially caused by this one person who kind of wants to antagonize her so that she can feed off of her magic and find out what the hell she is as a person (laughs) it was like it was just great like everything that went on with that story especially with just the performance that Catherine Hahn gave as a character, as a, as an actress in this show, it was fucking awesome. But that reveal and that song, which I made my fucking ringtone on my phone <laughs> is like, one of just my favorite moments of any show ever. I just love it. So I woke that's up, like, I woke up humming it that Saturday morning. Like, 
I don't know if you guys noticed in the credits, but all the all the music is done by the people from Frozen. Like Disney just brought them over from Frozen. So Chris, Christoph Beck, who did the uh, the score from Frozen, but then uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, who, who wrote all the songs. Yeah, so, was, it only makes sense that Let It Go and Agatha all along yeah, are from yeah. the same person. Yeah. Right? That it moment as well. I mean, we'll 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 talk about Agnes slash Agatha now, but like that whole thing where it was like, oh, and she did this and she did that. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Like they have fucking nailed this. And then it's like, yeah. and I killed Sparky too. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, you bitch. Uh, that that, that <laughs> laugh, I heard that laugh. And then I went, oh my God, it's Derek. <laughs> it was me when Josh got chopped in Austin. Yeah, yeah that really was. That really was. <laughs> Oh, but also, I thought I thought right before they revealed her, though, in the previous episode, they had her glitching out on the edge of town. And I was like, oh, shit, like I was so sure that she killed mm. Sparky. And then like then all of a sudden I'm asking questions again. I'm like, well, if it's not if it's not Agnes, then what's up? Yeah, it was, that was good. That was part of the, right. like because that was the trolling, scene, but the good trolling. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was in a trailer where she laughed and I was like, oh, see, look, at that's from a future episode. She's obviously Agatha. That's what's going on. And Tim's 100% right because then she was like in the car and they did it and she was all fucked up and she was just like repeating the same thing and glitching out. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe that's what we saw. Oh, okay, I get it. She's not Agatha. And that's why they put it in the trailer. That makes sense. They were trying to make us think that, but that, and then the next episode, they're like, now, nah, motherfucker, she is Agatha. <laughs> you know, it was. Right. Oh, what a swerve. I love that. So one, another, I guess we're using the term swerve because fuck it, like we said, most ambitious crossover for podcasting ever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Insider term. Yeah. No one has ever done anything like this ever. We are the the pioneers. Um, (laughs) But they, uh, they made Agatha a villain in this, which comic book Agatha, not so much. Like questionable, you know, on the morality scale here and there, but more of a mentor figure to Scarlet Witch in the comics. So, I mean, but again, it's a case of normally I would say, well, it's a case of Marvel taking something from the comics, changing it a little bit and working it. But I honestly can't think of another character that they have used that was either a good character and they've said, no, we're going to, our version of that character is a villain uh, at all. There's been a couple where like, okay, Wanda and Pietro were kind of like, oh, they're bad guys. They're working for Hydra, but we know they're not really going to be. They're sort of misguided, whatever. Nebula, a little bit, but she started as a villain and then they, you know, progressed her. But it's not like, oh, our version of um, Bucky is just evil and that's that. So I'm not saying that Agatha is going to be evil forever and clearly they didn't want to kill her off because they just sort of mind wiped her or whatever, but... I just thought it's interesting that they chose to just make her a villain because I think that's where a lot of the speculation come from as well. Would Ego well, fall under that? Uh, would, 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 you know, I'm not as familiar with Ego in the comics. No, is he's he... usually, he's usually, well, he's usually antagonistic at least. I mean, okay. But yeah. yeah. I'm, also, I'm also thinking about how much they got me with Mysterio in the Spider-Man movie. I applaud them for that. They really... Oh, yeah. They really yeah. got me to bite hard on that on that whole thing, right? But uh, I will say that I feel like that's why this seems like it's such a good lead-in to a second season of WandaVision because that's the part that feels like all we got was essentially them meeting each other, right? And her revealing to Wanda that she's a witch. And in the end, Wanda accepting her witchness and now at the end of the season, 
fully immersing herself in the culture but she still is going to have questions and she still doesn't fully understand it and that's going to be that part that makes agatha her mentor which is that role that she fills from the comic books that's why it just still feels like this story which is on the train tracks towards getting her sons back from Mephisto who wants to make them part of his soul again and all of this stuff that we know from the comic books uh you know we 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 know still, it's still very much doable yeah absolutely it's still so doable yeah, yeah. And, it, and that's where it feels like they're still going they might not tell it in another season or like you said I really like the idea of just doing another show called the Scarlet Witch which is essentially season two but just doing TV different where we don't have to have multiple seasons of the same thing. We're going to do what we do in comic books where this arc is dead and we're killing off this series title. Yeah. And now issue, he's going to be a four you know, issue limited series. Yeah, exactly. Spider-Man. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> this is a four issue limited series. It's a crossover event and that's that. It's Absolutely. not, you know, it's not yeah. uh, infinite, you know, uh, infinite crisis on infinite earths. Epi- uh, <laughs> right. issue 75 no there's 12 <laughs> right you know oh watchmen watch watchmen i can't wait for the latest watchmen no there's 12 that's it yeah. they would never have had they would never have had that freedom before because they're, they're now they don't have to wait for a network to green light a thing right and like yeah, order right. a number of episodes based on a pilot and all that yeah. they have this flexibility now that no television shows ever had well, and that's some television shows because we brought up lost before lost was intended to be three seasons long and the Biggest problem Lost had was it was too good. And the network itself, ABC kept being like, no, 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 no. We We need more seasons of this. (laughs) So how do you tell this show that's a limited run, limited series, longer? Well, you fill it with a bunch of bullshit and you lie to us the whole time about that. Well, no, I know you guys know that's the ending, but that's not the ending. It's 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 the ending. Yeah, this is this is Greg's fuck you, Damon Lindelof corner. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck (laughs) you. did Watchmen well, I'll give you that. But like if you clean up a bunch of horse shit, you still made a mess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Agatha has the dark hold or she did, uh, which in the comics is an ancient book of spells. It's like the Necronomicon, but it's kind of meant to be the book that they made the Necronomicon from, if that sort of makes sense. It's like the OG, this is the first spell book <clears throat> ever. Like cavemen did this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> a few villains. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it was DC, you know, Vandal Savage would have had it, but um, yeah. but it's not. So I know Tim appreciates that. Um, That's what the dark hole, though. <laughs> but the dark few, hole. I, I was just going to say, a few villains have kind of been after it or have had it or whatever in the comics, which is interesting, I think, looking forward, like we've been talking about. Um, Baron Zemo had it at one point and was kind of messing with it, which is interesting considering he's in... Uh, I was going to call it Bucky and the Winter Soldier. Falcon, <laughs> Falcon, <laughs> and, uh, Bucky and Sam, best Bucky buds. Sam. Um, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then so he's in that. Which I don't, I'm not expecting it to come up, but it's interesting that you know he's still around and all that. Um, and then of course, uh, famously as well, Doctor Doom had it for a bit. And for all the talk that like the aerospace engineer is going to be Reed Richards, it's like you really think <laughs> you really think they kept the casting of Reed Richards secret? Like someone you're gonna, they're gonna say, "This is our Reed Richards by our right. show." Um, you know, you know, I, I don't quite know about that. I, I would not mm. put it past MCU to try to keep something quiet like that. Possibly, like, but- I, I, I think they are. They try to do surprise stuff. Now we get it gets out a lot, but 
They try like everybody was trying to figure out who the hell uh, Paul Bettany was talking about was the yeah. actor he really wanted to work with when it was really himself. But well, that's where we'll get to. The, that's where we'll get to the, the trolling but, section. But yeah. as far as um, wait, wait a second before we do that, Rock, you were saying something about the dark hole. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I was going to the dark hole for the minute. Yeah, the 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 end the end the final scene where you see Wanda in that cabin in the woods, um, or the whatever that the mountains. <laughs> um, the dark hole is written by Kathan. Um, Kathan is someone who's been teased as possibly um, when when Wanda finds her kids, they're going to be with Kathan because he wrote the he wrote the dark hole, and that's the Wondergore Mountain. Um, where that all ties in now they may not do that because i've read also people thinking that that could be a portion of the new sokovia after the you know in the ultron when Sokovia when that meteor landed or when the planet when it landed again um that's sokovia so that could also play into it um but just the whole thing with the dark hold i have a feeling kathon is going to be um referenced or is, is going to be is going to come up and that could be the one who actually is you're hearing the voices of Wanda's kids because they're somewhere with Kathon. Yeah. But there's yeah. also a story where Mephisto famously like takes her kids, right? Or like they create her kids. He helps uh, create them and then yeah. and then yes, yeah. And, yeah. and it's yeah. that yeah. sort of Faustian thing where it's like, all right, yes. well, I gave you your kids, but guess what? Now I'm taking them back. And that's right. like yeah. that's why all yeah. the Mephisto stuff, a lot of it kicked off as well, where the show was i think they were they did it intentionally which is all right i don't count this as part of the trolling thing but the whole thing where like um like fake quick quicksilver in the halloween episode he's like unleash hell demon spawn and people are like see he's mephisto it's like dude <laughs> come on you know and he's like oh he's teaching the kids how to use their powers and stuff like he's grooming them to be you know his demon kids or whatever which is like great i'm glad they did that sort of stuff but even though it seems like it was just a nod to that, like we're going to reference this comic thing because we know you know it, but right. that's not the story we're telling. If you want to hear that story, you know, jump on Comicsology, buy it. It's still there. You can read it. Nothing changes. Um, yeah. But this is a different story. But yeah, but I, I saw like a lot of memes online about this book of. Uh, um, the dark hole and people like look even back in dr strange they were setting this up because when dr strange looks at all the books in the chains on the thing you know one of them's missing that was probably the dark hole it's like yeah but i don't Caecilius or whatever his name was was <laughs> taking taking pages and stealing books and shit at the start of that movie so i as much as i would love to think that they had something planned from way back then i don't think so i think people but, are but it's also not passing to retcon that and that having yeah. been that's, that, that's how that's how strange comes into the picture now mm. is he's trying to complete recomplete the library or something like that and it's chasing after it they uh, they they, cool. they have the ability to make these ties you know that they actually it seems listen to the fan response to come up with some stuff that they're going to do they try they go hey wait a second what if we did that like, they seem to be better at adapting on the fly than other other companies and stuff like yeah. Star Wars did not do it well. Well, but Star Wars did it well with with Rogue One. Like what 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 yeah. they've done with WandaVision is very Rogue One esque, where they've they've taken some kind of questionable elements of older things and made it better. Like the yeah. idea that 
in uh, Age of Ultron, the, the whole story about the Stark bomb not going off, if there's one thing that the Iron Man movies established, it's that Stark tech works. It's very good at killing people. It blows up every time. Um, you know, it's not it's not made by Justin It's Hammer. not every house. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but in this case, and, and, and then also like just the kind of the kind of thing it's like, did, you know, were were Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch really made in a lab? you know, by Baron von Strucker. That's kind of a crappy origin story. Can we do better? Like When you can't use the M word, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I now mean, they were, they were born with those powers and they, and the only reason they survived these experiments is because their powers enabled them to, to take something from the infinity stone and not just be destroyed by it. So what, what do you think about that, that Tim? Do you think that's like, are they trying to say mutant without saying mutant? I, I think they're they're just leaving that door open. I don't, yes. you know, I, I I don't want to try to say I'm I'm not mad that you know that we didn't see John Krasinski, and I'm not I'm also not mad that Professor Xavier didn't show up and say like, hey, uh, you can come live with me. <laughs> which one? <laughs> which know? one, Stewart or McAvoy? It's hard to keep track of these. Yeah, it's got to be Stewart. So, got to be Stewart. Just the thing, you know, this is something that Marvel does. They'll kind of dip their toe in something that they're um, getting ready to do, and so we got that the whole backstory that Wanda, you know, had powers before the Mind Stone and all that. And then it came out yesterday. Uh, X-Men are reportedly coming to the MCU sooner than expected. There's rumors of a movie called Mutants and um, that Feige's totally involved is, is going to be the EP on it. And um, they're looking at getting the team from, uh, Endgame and Infinity War to do it. Well, okay. I, I, I think the thing about it here is that they knew exactly what they were doing by having Evan Peters play Quicksilver. Um, yep. And they knew exactly what they were doing with a lot of these, you know, just kind of open doors that they were leaving to have us all questioning all of this stuff. I, I just think at times, uh, they kind of did it on purpose. Like they kind of did it on purpose to just fuck with people and have all of these questions be out there. I don't think they were doing that back when they were making the movies. I think when they were making the movies, mm. it's kind of like what you said, Greg, they couldn't say the M word. And so they didn't have any other explanations. So some writer came up with a shitty thing that was just kind of eh, open-ended enough that we can come <laughs> back and address it later. <laughs> The Mandalorian has proved to me, speaking of retconning Star Wars, how well they can go back and fix shit that happened <laughs> with a story later on, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's big, whether it's small, it doesn't matter. They can address it. They can fix it. They can fucking bring Boba Fett back to life and they can make him a badass, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, there is absolutely... With a dead that, <laughs> you know, that, I think that's the thing is, is that as long as you're smart enough to not fully commit to some bullshit storyline that you have to, like jump through all sorts of hoops to do uh, that that probably is what allowed them the flexibility with wanda and quicksilver in this whole situation to make this show yes she was a character and yes we know how powerful she was in the comic book but in reality she was just kind of a throw-in in these marvel movies because they needed to get to this point you know mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like how this show has made wanda and vision's relationship in the movies seems so much more relevant now that it existed it, it, before it just seemed like what they were trying to do was like set up this thing that was going to pull on our heartstrings when vision inevitably had the mind stone ripped from his head right mm -hmm. so it's like we have this now situation where this show makes those 
moments in those movies between the two of them seem like so much more special you know and and that's what telling the story more later on can do you know i I don't know if it's the same with with you guys on your like u.s version of disney plus i'm assuming it's the same but at the end of every episode when the little it shrinks down to the little mini screen as if to be like well that's over hey why don't you watch this every single time it's age of ultron oh age of ultron Yeah. yeah yeah No question. Yeah, every time. The only other thing that it's come up with is Legends, which tells you the brief introduction yes. of Wanda and Vision. That's but what I had basically... yesterday when I watched it. Actually, it was that, the that... first time it wasn't Age of Ultron. I was like, yeah, ah. that, that's what I saw too. I'm like, wait a second. Every other time it's been Ultron. So yeah. maybe this yeah. is something I need to look at. All well, it is is a quick synopsis of them, but it's it's a really well told story that gets you prepared to watch Wanda Vision if you know nothing about them. You well, it's know? good for people like my mother, for instance. She watches all the all the MCU stuff, and she'll be like, "Who's that? Who's this? Who's that? Oh, this is such and such." Blah blah blah. Oh, I hope they're not going to do this. And I'm like, mm. like and even before Infinity War, she's like, oh, "I love Vision so much." And I'm like, I'm, "Well, I hope Vision's in it a lot." And I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Well, see, okay." Because here, here's how I feel about that. This is why I feel like it was just a means to an end because they were doing the Thanos story and they needed the stones to come from somewhere. Yeah. They wanted that story to be emotional, but oh, they yeah. didn't go back because isn't Vision Wonder Man? Didn't Wonder Man die? Kind of, yeah. It's like he and isn't, isn't that isn't. who Scarlet Witch was in love with? Like I, I, don't, I can't remember if she was in love with him, but... Um... But yeah, it was it was he was kind of like it's like the essence of they sort of do it in Ultron when they create Vision because he's like, I'm not Jarvis, yeah. I'm not Jarvis, I'm not Ultron, I'm not the Mind Stone. It's like he is Jarvis, he is Ultron, yeah. he is the Mind in the Stone. Comics, he's Tony, he's Bruce. It's you know, and so it was kind of a bit like that. I in think. the comic books, Wonder Man is where Vision gets his personality, his emotions from. Right. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's that's where it all came from in the comics. Right. So that's the that's even the part of the story that they're really missing here is that Wanda had a real human being that she loved. Uh, yeah. That then his his personality got put into a machine and then she loved the machine because that was what was saving, making him last and survive. Like that, that portion's kind of important. I only know that because I had these Marvel trading cards when I was a kid (laughs) that had all the characters on them and kind of told you like a little bit about them on the back and their stats. But they also had cards that were like significant events in the Marvel universe. And that was when I was younger, that was my first, you know, kind of full explanation sometimes of some of these stories. And one of them was Wanda and Vision's love. And then on the back, it told you that, like it had this thing, like Wanda and Wonder Man loved each other and then Wonder Man died. And then this, all this stuff happened. Like it, it, it's, it's really great though, that they went back at least and told this beautiful love story between these two people and why he meant so much to her and, how he was like the first person that cared for her, you know, and just mm-hmm. everything. I loved the the historical scenes. I loved, you know, Agatha dragging her through her past and making her relive all of these moments. It mm-hmm. really just brought this story around to, you know, for what it was about, which was yeah, it was it was evolving. it was yeah. truly like the secret origins of the of the Scarlet Witch. You know, like it right. wasn't mm-hmm. just you know, look, she's got powers now. But I mean, yeah. I do want to talk about Vision. But I might just jump forward a little bit with with the little trolling section I was going to talk about because we keep bringing it up. So like, let's just yeah, get, we to have to get to it now. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with theories not turning out the way that 
you think they are or whatever because like we said you come up with a thousand theories and then if you stick to them too much you're going to be like that's bullshit should have been mephisto where's professor x whatever fuck this no you're disappointed because you your expectations were over here and they weren't Absolutely. telling that story i don't have a problem with that what i have a slight problem with is whether it's on purpose or not but trolling the fans and i don't think it's a purpose like we're gonna fuck with them but i don't like these this i can't wait until you see this or this is going to happen because then people think fuck something is going to happen and when it doesn't they're pissed off that's different so for instance i'm paul bettany gee i'm really glad i got to finally work with this actor who I've esteemed with and we have intense scenes and I really can't wait for everyone to see it. And it's him. <laughs> now he's come out and he's in backtrack mode and going out on whatever show it was. I think it was good morning America or blah, whatever the fuck. Um, oh, I was just joking. And then I realized shit, people are going to take me seriously and I shouldn't have said that. And it's like, look, I get it. No problem with Paul Bettany. He's awesome. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing that, annoys people and like i said i'm not like fuck this man bullshit i was expecting like magneto or something no 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 there wasn't room for that and if they'd shoehorned him in at the end you'd be like oh fuck this this is the wonder story i just it's you know we have our villain we have our story you know it's fine the other one is elizabeth olsen coming out saying there's a luke skywalker level cameo in this show that you will not believe that will blow everyone away and when it was Evan Peters, oh no, it's not that. It's not him. There's another one. Well, wow. don't say that and then get upset when people are are, are disappointed. You know what I mean? Again, it's what, fine. What was what you was know? was there another one that there was white, white there vision? I, I, I think white, white vision is what you meant. And th there's that's some not, of that where that's it's not it's, Luke it's not level no, thing. I know. They know Evan, that. Evan Peters well, though, we got to talk about him because that's that is a crazy flex. What a bonkers thing for but, Marvel to do. Well, hold on. Like, let me get through this trolling yeah. thing first. Okay. Let me yeah. get through the trolling. But, but, the other know, one is wait, wait, wait a second, Greg. Before you before you blow through that, go with it. Paul Bettany is British. British humor is sometimes stuff like, yeah, I really enjoyed working with this actor. Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't get it. it, it and the fans run with it. And so, yeah, I understand. But you know that. the fans will run with it. So you need you, to be careful. You do, but you know what? You get, They do so many of these interviews and they get so boring and stupid and repetitive. That's true. It's like, uh, like they did one, wasn't it Kalisto interviewed them? It was the worst fucking interview yeah. I've ever seen. And, and so, life. you know what? You, you're doing that. You're bored. You just say something funny. It's to pop you. Yeah, yeah, they do it to entertain themselves at that point. I do the yeah. same thing. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, at a much smaller level. Brand's been doing it this whole podcast. Like, Fuck this podcast. Yeah, that's I right. talk about my book, you know, to 10 people in a week. I'm going to wind up saying the same things unless I just really make an effort to entertain myself, yeah. you know? Let me just check my oh. notes. Uh, yes, it says hello and welcome and, and remember kids. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, like so, I agree with what you're saying, Jared. I get it, and it's you blown out of proportion. To get, you also want sound bites to get traction. I That's just the other thing that there's their job. After is, all the shit that they go through with Tom Holland, and oh fuck, what's his name? Uh, Hulk. Oh yeah, uh, um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Make sure 
Tom doesn't sit with an interviewer by himself, send Benedict <laughs> with him. You know what I mean? Because he'll say, don't, don't send Sheeto because Sheeto will let him say it and then go, give it yeah. away. This dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite dude of all time. It's like, but you should they, see they the next did... one. Everyone dies they... and Cheeto just goes, dude. <laughs> You're going to get fired. They did lean into that really well with the new uh, movie announcement tra- yeah. trailer. The trailer yeah. they, they really did a great job playing into that. So the other thing as well, which I wasn't too pissed off about because, like I said, we talked. And, I mean, it wasn't like, fuck Paul Bettany. He said this. No, 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 no. That's fine. But you got to, you know, when it's look at, you got to be careful. But the other thing as well where it was like, uh, I don't know the actress's name, um, Monica Rambeau. She was like, I can't wait for you guys to see who the aerospace engineer is. So everyone went, oh. I just thought it was just going to be some aerospace engineer. Maybe it is someone important. And then all the Reed Richards and all this other shit started, which I never thought it was going to be him, but. I I didn't even realize that was from her quote. I thought it was from just people taking, oh, aerospace engineer and all the, and this and that, and oh, it must be somebody important. Some of those scenes were edited in a weird way where like, they keep they keep cutting off these lines where Darcy's about to say a bad word, but then they have these other lines where they just like let the scene run like a second too long before they cut like like to, to just the next person talking, yeah. and it makes it makes those lines like specifically the aerospace engineer one just hang there for a second and you think about them a little longer than you should. And I, I blame that a little bit on on just not great editing in a couple of scenes. I am I'm waiting and I'm surprised. Internet, you have disappointed me because this doesn't exist yet. I'm surprised that they haven't created a meme of, uh, you know, when uh, Wanda and Vision, they confront each other and they lift up into the into the yeah. thing. Yeah. And he's like, stop lying to me. And he's like, Rrr. I'm surprised that it's not like, you know, Marvel, Marvel fans. Stop <laughs> lying to me about, you said Mephisto <laughs> or Reed Richards, which is and, bullshit. But yeah, and, just- and you know what? Some of this is, and I know this is kind of stupid, but this is a show about Wanda being a witch and magic. And what is magic of not sleight of hand and ma- in misdirection and making you well, look the Jimmy Woo does the fucking well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flourish. <laughs> I, yeah. I love what he said. I yeah. lost that. Flourish. And he, he had five years to learn the trick that Scott Lang taught him. So good yeah, for him. That's <laughs> a trick. There's good also, him. you know, there's that, there's that wonderful nod with them doing the magic trick in the second episode. There's just yeah. all sorts of that, right? Like, yeah, that's one thing I love about this show, but people people couldn't get out of their own way to just appreciate the show for what it was. Absolutely. But that's what I mean. I'm all about that. But then you've got to be careful as well because they can't just be like, well, hang on. We never said Reed Richards was coming. We never said Magneto would turn up. It's like, no, but Luke Skywalker level cameo and those kinds of things. You got to. Okay. So you're, you're absolutely right. There is accountability on their part. They're like 20% to blame. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Well, no, you're right though. No, there is accountability though, because it's, it's kind of like a lot of things in life. If I fucking sat there on the internet and was like, Wait till you guys see who I got coming up on this show. Holy shit, this guy I got coming this week as a legend. This is going to blow your mind. And then it's Mega Ran. No offense. No offense. I thought you were going to say it was me. Nobody. I was going to say. Hey, I'm excited by A-Bomb Adam Hess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just went to Florida with his ass, dumbass. That's not exciting. I thought you meant somebody that I wouldn't expect for you to be talking to. Weren't you just hanging out with him last weekend watching a wrestling show? You're walking home from Florida, Derek. Oh, I know. And I mean, wrestling does it. That's because he's not able to fly with Rona. You're walking to the airport. I get that, too, but... I I have the advantage of not knowing that these things have been said. That's yeah. because I don't I know better. I want to enjoy this show. I don't want to watch anybody's <laughs> interviews about it because their their job is to sell it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure they have things they can say and can't say and it's all about making people watch. So right. I don't Yeah, it's not, not a it's it. not a like let's shit on them or watch. anything, but I just think like I, there was there was a report or a, a, a release from the director of the show just b- yesterday, just before the last episode dropped, saying like, "Settle down, you will you might be disappointed because obviously he's like, fuck, they think it's Magneto, fuck, they think it's this and that, they're gonna be like, they're gonna Game of Thrones this motherfucker and like ruin it." But it, that's you know. what's is is I I didn't need any of that. And the only thing that made that kind of slip into my mind, don't get me wrong, me and Rock have had some very long conversations about it while drinking beers and and bringing theories, right? But we were just kicking around stories and ideas uh, that it could be based on the direction that they were kind of going early on. I didn't really need much more out of that. It was just something for me to talk to my friends to uh, about, you know, it's it's what a good show should do. It, It brings you together with other people that watch it. It lets you speculate and kind of wonder and have some mystery. At the end of the day, none of the answers are ever going to live up to the mystery and the and the wonder that we had. You know, it's it's just not the way that the answers on a on a story work. You just you just get the answer and you go, oh, okay, hmm. that's all right. And that's, well, that's all it needs. Like we said, it's the wonder show. It's wonder and vision. You don't have to throw all this other shit at it. Yeah, right. and forget that. Wait, wait, wait. We we can have fun with doing that stuff with with all of our fan theories and stuff like that but if you're discussing and engaging with these fan theories and not taking everything being said and all this stuff that's being read into it with a grain of fucking salt right and and you're you're making that your expectation not i'm in for the ride and see what they give me you know like i said it's fun yeah yeah that's on you that is not on this yeah absolutely you can't just be like oh they said magneto no they didn't this isn't Game of Thrones where this is the end for these characters either. This is this is just like one chapter in this giant Marvel universe. So yeah. if you're upset you didn't get something, it's still on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know fans are, I mean, Mephisto is a B-list villain at best in the Marvel universe. Whoa, whoa, yeah, I, listen, listen, if 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 he was no, A-list, no. he would have been in a movie already. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, people yeah. are clamoring for this guy all of a sudden. All of a sudden, like yeah. people are digging deep into these rosters. Like, like now, I really want to see this one he's kind as, of niche thing that nobody as, knew about before. He's as big a deal as Thanos is in the comics. It's just that Thanos is on the cover, so people go, "Oh, Thanos is. He's the guy with the glove." Yeah, that's him. Mephisto's fucking right there with him. Yeah, um, I, I, I know he was there, but, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's not like name five supervillains, Mephisto. Right. Like Mephisto, no. obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. but at the Joker, same time, Luthor, Magneto, yeah, exactly. Modoc, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. Yeah. Th- yeah. That, that's one thing. Guardians that, of the Galaxy was another shit group that I never cared yeah. to fucking read their comic books. Yeah. Well, look what a fucking amazing job they did with the movies yeah. and how fun they made them, right? That's right? I hated Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. when I was a kid. It was the last comic book I wanted to read. It was, <laughs> you know, but I also didn't like a lot of the Marvel space stuff. And I give them credit because they're doing such a good job with it in the movie and television form well, that I'm I'm interested in it. And well, there's, there's been friend so much of the show. Too. Sorry, I was just going to say real quick, friend of the show, Matteo, he's a massive Guardians of the Galaxy fan, or at least he's a massive Chris Pratt friend, from what I understand. This <laughs> <laughs> is a Republican. <laughs> um, but but these characters like like the Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the expectation is there now. There's been so much written about how like Iron Man and Thor and Captain America, these weren't Marvel's biggest heroes, you know, it was no. Spider-Man and the X-Men. Uh, and yeah, yeah and, and, and so that's why like those guys were they were making movies about it and, and nobody had snapped up the rights to these other ones. And um or, and, and even even the Hulk, which you know, they, yeah. they had the whole thing with Paramount. And uh and so now like there's an expectation that no matter how no matter how small of a marvel character we get they're going to do something really cool with it and we get really excited to see it yeah give me a squirrel girl television show i'll take it wasn't wasn't uh, yeah. milana weintraub supposed to be squirrel girl i love her yes yeah what is she yeah, in tim um, you have to what's she in she's, she's in the at&t commercials okay all right yes yeah. lily um, but but she, she's literally an ATT commercial, but she's also was like a like a star on the show at midnight. Like she won every appearance she was on. Oh, okay. And I used to watch yeah. that show. And she was harassed uh, almost daily by fans for the size of her breasts. By the way, oh, interesting boy. story. Well, uh, I, I, I feel kind of called out now, Derek. Thank you. Sneaky thick. Well, uh, one of, hey, I'll, hey, I'm not, I mean, I'm not hating on Lily. One I mean, Tim, Tim, if you want to talk about Darcy, that's all right. Oh hey, yeah, let's of talk course about, talking about Darcy. Jessica Rabbit because that's oh, really Darcy. What happened to her coat, Tim? <laughs> there was a lot of sweaters in the show, and then and then the whole like Sergeant Pepper vest thing. Like that's it's it's all it's all part of a larger. I want to know what villain is behind that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Yeah, it's Mephisto. Has to be. Yeah. They, I just want to say this, though, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and this show. Uh, you know, they, they definitely play with the storylines in the comic books in a way where they kind of try to make it a mystery, even though you might have read every single comic book. Whereas, you know, Greg and I have talked about the Walking Dead comics that we all read versus the show. And that, that show almost is at times a shot for shot remake of the comics. And nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody cares. And viewers have dropped off and the show just doesn't have that same you know, reliable fan base, because at the end of the day, even though they are recreating this comic book, it's it's one of those comic books that doesn't really become that exciting on, you know, on a, in a movie or in a television show. It's designed to, to be it. read, not watched. Yeah, yeah they really yeah. are, you know, because yeah. they're, they're, they're stories about people, but it becomes kind of drab and boring, and it becomes like a lot of dramas on television. The thing about WandaVision was it, it did such a great job of telling this compelling story while keeping us all kind of, you know, in, in, in the dark about what was really going on. Uh, but the compelling story was just about this relationship and this loss and this grief that this woman has, what she has gone through. I, I, I hate the fact that, you know, all of these expectations got in people's way of just being able to view it for that and enjoy it for that. 
I, I was able to, but I still had those expectations at time. It's hard to. And like Greg said, it's hard to when the actors on the show are the ones saying the stuff. I don't see the interviews like, you know, like we're talking about, but I still see the quotes mm-hmm. or I see people pass stuff around. I see people pass the rumors around about, you know, the space engineer or whatever. I saw the wonderful thing where everyone wanted it to be John Krasinski specifically on the uh, 2000 episodes. So he would have just made this appearance as Reed Richards, uh, but in an office style like interview where he's just there going, especially, I, uh, I don't know what's going on. But, especially yeah. with Jimmy Wu being uh, right. Yeah. I, no, I heard a great thing. Jimmy Wu apparently had a problem where he he forgot for a while that he actually was on the office, and then somebody was shouting at him on the street, "Hey, Asian Jim!" and he thought it was a slur. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. Yeah. He's just Jim. Well, one, uh, one other fun fact about Randall Park while we're talking about him for a second, though, is that uh, another comic series that sort of inspired the show a little bit was one called Vision in 2015 by by Tom King, who's had a pretty good run on Batman more recently. Um, and uh, Tom King, who wrote this, wrote the series about Vision, you know, living in a uh, he, he like creates his own family of other visions and they try to live in a neighborhood. And that's where the dog Sparky comes from. And, yeah. and of course, the dog gets killed every time. But uh, Tom King grew up across the street from Randall Park. They were just like buddies who grew up together. Are you sure it was Randall Park or was it Rand like Randall Park? It's an actual. Like park. he lived across right? the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On, on, on one on one side of the street was was the house where Randall Park lived, and then next door was the actual. Park. <laughs> the other, it's Randall's Park. Yeah, yeah Randall's Park. <laughs> well, um, Jimmy Wu and Darcy kind of did help. Uh, I don't want to say flesh out the cast, but they did. Um, but uh yeah i mean considering that we have i mean they've done it before with with the movies and stuff where we're like oh by the way like hulk is in this thor movie and and and, and whatever else but like this is a side character from well, essentially the first two thor movies and a side character from the second ant-man movie and like let's throw them into wandavision but the way they did it, it really and did. A side character help. from Captain Marvel, little girl. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, those characters. I mean, I think they serve their purpose. I could, you could probably argue that Darcy didn't really do a lot, but uh, because at the end, of- what do you mean she she got the bad guy, Greg? What are you talking yeah, about? She, I mean- she was she was really essential to to kind of. She helping uncovered explain the, to the, the audience white, what was going on. Yeah, she and, uncovered the white vision thing, and yeah. I guess she was kind of your like. Um, Wait, she the uncovered word? the fact that there were television shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's True. early on. She she was that like that that sort of stand in for the audience where she's like, I'm gonna figure out what's going on. Okay, here's what's going on. Yeah. I guess that more uh, probably a more a- accurate description yeah. is they kind of ran out of stuff for her. I think it was like she's doing this, she's doing this, and then oh, where is she? Oh, here she is with the ice cream van. Boom. And that's, well, that's why she should they should have put her in a diner greg well, not in a circus yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean and that's fine it's not like i don't think she needed to be in the show any more than she was but um i do feel that monica rambeau and i guess we're calling her photon yet i don't know whatever no you know not yet um no, not, yet. No. Not, not yet it's coming though she had the clothes on like the sword uniform was really her you know her costume but whatever they're going to call her because she was Captain Marvel in the comics at one point as well. And yeah. Photon. And there's another one I can't think and, of. And I'm, and I'm sure. Uh, Pulsar was it? Pulsar, that, yeah. that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm sure when you were talking earlier about Brie Larson, because yeah, Brie Larson, you know, 
I love Brie Larson. I think she's wonderful, but she definitely kind of did this thing that these people don't understand, which is rile up this comic book community. You know, it's well, and some of the other cast as well. If you see some of the interviews with her as well, yeah, like no, Hem- no, Hemsworth, too. Cheadle, well, Renner, she- they don't really. Mm, they're not fans yeah. but i mean that's on there that's fine who knows i think her youtube think- is delightful <laughs> <laughs> you would like it tim well, <laughs> well she's just playing songs from scott pilgrim of course i like it i don't know how to work this camera i don't know how to work this thing you've directed movies you know what he's doing. not gonna top yeah. Kong skull island so what, what are we even doing well, well that's true yeah, I mean, but i mean with 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 Monica Rambeau, I do think that they really ran out of story for her. I love seeing like her come back from the blip, like the like, and she's back together. And then holy shit, people are just appearing in the corridors and stuff. I thought that was great. The whole thing with it, she parallels Wanda with her grief, but she doesn't go off the deep end because she doesn't have magic powers and shit. But she then develops powers through the through the series, and she becomes. I was really keen. Like if they said we're doing a movie with her, I'd be like, yeah, I'm actually interested. I think that would be great. But uh, I do think at the very end of the show, though, they did kind of run out of time for her or they were like, we've sort of told her story because the last two episodes, she's either not in or she's in the attic with not Quicksilver. And then she just just, turns up at the end. They set her up for bigger stuff. Yeah, exactly. Frank Boner was, Frank Boner. Boner has got to be a growing pain. Ralph Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how do you guys feel about the supporting cast? I guess you could throw Haywood in there as well. Well, Monica's well, blip story is another one of those things that like fixes something that was kind of wrong. Like the way they did it in Spider-Man Far From Home was like the whole thing was played for laughs. It was a comedy and, thing, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's really kind of like and it's you know some high school kids with tubas or something showing up, but but then like you know for for some people like they, that was it was a horrific thing when it happened in Infinity War, and and it would be equally weird when it when it comes back and to show the the other side of that, you know, instead of just showing it to us in some cheesy high school news production i don't don't mind it too much though like i agree with you absolutely but i don't mind it like in a in a sort of a light-hearted comedic movie like spider-man i don't mind that they sort of treated it light-hearted and comedic but then in a series about grief and depression and things like that i'm glad that they treated it like grief and depression you know what i mean like it's yeah you know, apples and oranges, I guess. But yeah, yeah Spider-Man I, I didn't maybe saying. have the space to do it, but it was it's still kind of the we've left had enough. Hanging. We've had enough mopey emo Spider-Man. We don't need that. <laughs> well, going, <laughs> going back to what Tim was saying earlier, though, right? We really have uh, a, a whole gigantic book left to read, and these are just early chapters for a lot of these characters. Yeah. I don't think they ran out of story for Monica as much as I think what they did was they wanted to get her story started early. I think they're trying to find more creative ways to tell these origin stories so that they don't have the boring origin film. That Mm -hmm. was one of Marvel's biggest people's complaints about the MCU movies is that so many of them are alike because so many of them essentially tell their origin story. Well, Mm -hmm. fucking guess what? Comic books aren't that creative, man. If you went back and read some of this (laughs) shit, most of them got doused in fucking radiation. A couple of other them were bitten by animals and a few of them were born with the shit. Wally West. Yeah. Wally West became the flash in the exact same manner that Barry (laughs) Allen did. Like exactly another lightning bolt and the same chemicals. Like, Like that's one thing that's wonderful about some of the later Marvel comic books that were written 
like really deep into some of the amazing Spider-Man and some of the X-Men because they got so bored with telling all of those stories that that's where some of this WandaVision type stuff starts coming from. They start getting more creative with the story because they're then telling the origins of these characters and they want to tell, you know, more interesting things. Like I couldn't believe how blown away I was when Spider-Man did a, a comic book story about this dude showing up who basically was like, oh, you thought you got your powers from a spider. That's cute. Look, I have the same powers as you. And like that fucking changed the entire Spider-Man story and everything. And like, they just decided midway through like the 400s of Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> to start telling a completely different fucking origin story for Spider-Man potentially. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, fun and- when they do that. But when they start doing things that are repetitive then people get bored with the movies yeah this is the this at least like it's kind of like the wanda and vision story is almost a retcon origin story where they're not hitting you over the head with it but they did go back and tell you wanda's entire past and her history and everything you know and that's what we got out of this same thing with monica we got that introduction we don't need to know how monica got her powers anymore because we watch wandavision now when she shows up in fucking captain marvel 2 or whatever else she shows up in then we already know and they can just proceed. That's the part I really like about them starting it. And, you know, I, I'm guessing that's why they did it. I, I'm guessing she oh, didn't even I, uh, really need to be in this, really. But that's the purpose of her even being in it. it was just, no, I, li- I like what they did space. and they set her up. I just thought at the very end, it was like, oh, where's Monica? And then she's like, oh, here you're right. Oh, because okay. they're reserving to tell that later. Yeah, that's fine. And that's what I said. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't give it like, oh, there's a black mark against the, against the show, you know, because they didn't do this. It was like, no, that's fine. But it did, yeah, it did sort of seem like it's, monica for half the series and then okay she's set up now we can just let's you know it's and that's something that's fine you know that that's them using the space they have within a series to get somebody in and get you familiar with them the series isn't about them yes she was playing an important role but they didn't need her in the last episode she wasn't critical but it gets you familiar with somebody it's kind of like you know we now we kind of knew who jimmy Wu was because ant-man yeah. Like, you, you get familiar with them in different contexts. They don't have to be. Well, Black, huge... Black Panther was introduced in Civil War, for instance, before he had his own movie. Obviously, yeah. Black Widow was in 100 movies before she got her own. She had to die to get her own movie. Um, Hulk's never had his own. Well, he had At least, one. Well, yeah. Ruffalo, so Ruffalo yeah, hasn't had his own. Yeah. That counts. Really... Hey, that, it's, that's part of it. It's, it's, that's, I know people are like, oh, that doesn't really count. It's like, well, but it does. It's, it's, it's part of it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, and, and Haywood, I thought he was good. I mean, I like the fact that you get this guy from the beginning and everyone's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> like right from the start but right. i did like how his story progressed where it was like nine days ago you know she came in and she stole vision's body and all this kind of stuff and then it was like okay i could see her doing that and then oh here's the like uh derek was saying before when we did sort of like the walk through flashbacks no she didn't take his body she just wanted to bury him she was ready to move on with grief and all that and then they fucked around and he totally like uh I don't know, is it gaslighting? Is that the term? He's making yeah. her like, oh, look, he's this, he's that. Oh, we can bring him back online. Oh, I'm sorry, back to life, as if like he stumbled over it. Like he wanted her to try and revive Vision because they wanted him as a weapon. It's the whole sword thing, sentient weapon, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know, Rock, like with Haywood, do you think he was a decent enough villain to like a little bad, if you want to call it, like the, the, the mini boss? 
he was pricky in the same way that uh, was it Ross was the Secretary of State or whatever in the Avengers movies. Yeah, he was just pricky enough for you to hate him, you know. And I, you he could have a bigger role down the line, possibly, just like Ross could, um, you know. But eh, I mean, he he was he, he he served his role. Yeah, that's a good um, way. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't way. like he didn't stand out, but you know. He was trying to kill them kids, though. He let a whole clip off trying to kill them kids. Like he really wanted to knock these kids off. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I mean, he also was... knew they were he probably knew they weren't real kids because kind of knew one that hadn't had any children and vision wasn't alive. So, you know, th- there is some <laughs> <laughs> well, may not a be a total lot. monster. Yeah. yeah what's, was it just out of spite? Like, or why is he why? <laughs> Yeah, like, why is he shooting kids then? Yeah. Oh fuck it, they're fake kids anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're fake. Yeah, I don't believe. No, them. guys, guys, guys. Yeah. It's this it's is my perfect chance to shoot a kid. It's clear he's he's Mephisto. He's <laughs> <laughs> there. The number one Marvel. Right. Movie. Yeah, of all time. That's right. Like, Keith Richards was standing right behind the kids. That's right. Surprise! <laughs> wow. So um. I, I I do want to talk about Quicksilver. Obviously, Tim, you were saying like it was what a massive flex and what a unique opportunity to have to be like, hey, we know you think that there's going to be multiverses involved in this because of X, Y, Z. Uh, and we need to bring back Pietro. Oh, it's the other Pietro. That was huge, though. Like that, she opens the door and, and you know, Fox, X-Men, Quicksilver is standing there. Like, Again, we're going with wrestling terms. Like I marked out for that. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like they, yeah. Are, oh, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? So, but I don't know. Like in the end, he's the Ralph that Agnes <laughs> keeps talking about. I guess, like at least way. it was somebody. At least, but at least it was something. Do you feel it was? I don't know. Like I'm not let down because he's not the exact same Quicksilver from the Fox universe, and it's not a, a multiverse thing. But I mean. I don't know. If anything, I feel bad for Evan Peters because it's like, do you want to be in the MCU? Yeah. Do you want to be Quicksilver? Yeah. Just kidding. You're just, just Ralph. Kidding. You're Ralph Boner. Yeah, Ralph exactly. Ralph Boner. Boner. And he I mean, even, he and he even makes the joke of like, oh, Boner, you know, but it's like, that's your name, dude. Um, but yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Do you think there's any future for Quicksilver? And what, does he just have Quicksilver powers because Agatha put a necklace on him? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's, it's you know, fine. she's she's got the ability to enchant stuff, I suppose, and I could that could do it. But yeah, um, it is a little bit of a letdown. But just just for him to be there in the first place, like that's just that's just a magical thing. And the way that Agatha was using him to try to pry information into Wanda was super evil. And so that's kind of cool, you know, just just that she would that she would potentially be that cruel to be like to, to to create her own character to be like okay i know the game here like tell me what's really going on wanda and he like, never he never because people are like oh but he knew all these things about quicksilver's past and all this and it's like no he knows he was shot but everybody knows that um yeah he knows because every question she asks him he deflects like what happened to your accent what happened to yours didn't answer the question and there's a few others like that about like why do you look different oh i don't know i just remember waking up somewhere it's not like he never answers anything it's and 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 that's why i guess i can understand why people thought that he again he might have been mephisto or nightmare or whoever but like yeah it if that's it for him i do feel a bit sorry for him because it's like oh 
there was an opportunity to be like, hey, Evan Peters, you want to be uh, the Quicksilver you know 2.0? He, <laughs> he got to do so much in the X-Men movies. Like he really had like an outsized moment yeah, in both yeah. those movies. But that, only one yeah. of them that he's in is any good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, not his fault. <laughs> oh, I know, but I feel bad. It's like, oh, it's like Gal Gadot. It's like, oh, can we just reboot yeah, Justice League and okay. keep her? I don't know, you know, but anyway. <laughs> But yeah, he's in well, the universe, sort of. He's it's kind of canon now, I guess, right? Yeah, so, that's true. And then the, who knows? There's nothing to say that like there's, there's like it's like you know, Rock and Derek. You guys were talking about like the multiverse and all that stuff before. How this kind of does set up a hundred things, but like obviously more stories for Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, and all that. Obviously, Agatha still around. Um, what was the other one? The Captain Marvel two with. Uh, Monica and all that, so like, there's plenty of room for them to actually be like, yeah, let's use Quicksilver. Oh, and they, well, and they've been teasing the thing with the three different Spider-Mans. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, like I don't know what to expect from that, but it, it freaks me out a little bit because I don't. I think I don't, they'll be in it, but they'll be in it for like five minutes. Yeah, because I don't want it to be a whole movie about there being three Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. It's called it's called know. it's called Turtles Forever. Like, yeah, it's been oh, we <laughs> did the spider into the Spider Verse. Yeah, well, ten years ago, the fucking Ninja Turtles did it before you. So. <laughs> Only me. one of those did it well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't make any really didn't make any money. <laughs> spider Verse, yeah, Spider Verse did. No, it didn't. I, I want to. Talk no, it about did not. Marvel it made Star. some, but it's not some billion dollar thing. But anyway. Um, the, real, the real star of this movie is Catherine Hahn, by the way, or of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Her performances were incredible from the very first episode to the end. Uh, she came it, out of it as a billboard charting musician. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Trap remix version with yeah. her voice on it is going to be the a fucking the number, song of the summer. A 40 second song is number one on iTunes it's right now. It's fucking crazy. incredible. Like, like <laughs> Tim said, it's the new Let It Go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, I think the big thing about it is just her, she did such a killer job in this, in this role. Like, it's so weird because I, I don't know. I mean, you could talk about Elizabeth Olsen and her adapting, but just the way that Catherine Hahn played the perfect, you know, side character, nosy neighbor character mm-hmm. from every genre of television so well, yeah. it blew my mind. You know, not to mention she just did it in this delightful manner that was, you know, like somebody had literally been transported out of that era to play this character. And she really needs to be in some best, you know, Emmy uh, nominations for, you know, best supporting actress, you know, and Elizabeth Olsen is in the best lead actress conversation because like we said, the ability to adapt and play all those different roles, you know, through the eras and all that stuff was yeah. just that there's definitely an acting flex that you know can i know it probably they probably won't win but old hollywood hates that i think oh, yeah. elizabeth olsen's got a good chance because it's <laughs> yeah. not yeah. just it's not just a good performance in a show it's a show that everybody watched so they'll be like hey let's get the kids to watch let's man. get the kids to watch the emmys we'll talk about wandavision yeah, they'll get nominated and we're past the point where the the stuff from like netflix and amazon stuff opened the door to those actually getting nominations yeah so well, um, you know the street streaming services doing that queen's you know, gambit and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. another x-men by the way uh, <laughs> <laughs> does, does anybody else hear agnes agatha and automatically think of bismarcky 
Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. Yeah, those are like is, is Jermaine Jack? Does Bismarcky only have two friends? <laughs> I'm worried about him. I was just chuckling about that line because like Bismarcky says, I have friends, and that's a fact. And he mentions like the oldest names in the book. <laughs> Couldn't possibly at what 21 when he wrote that had a friend named Agnes and Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> This show is going to bring the name Agatha back. Watch. It's going to make oh, some yeah. rankings. Uh, for the first time in like 50 years, Agnes and Agatha are going to be on the top baby names of 2021. Yeah. Here's my, <laughs> here's my daughter, Agatha Khaleesi. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. That's great. Yeah. Agatha Khaleesi. Right. Give your kids a regular name. Just spell it wrong. That's how it's done. All right. <laughs> so with, uh, but with Agatha, Agatha, she did sort of help almost bridge the gap between some of the characters. And I think her sort of, you know, where she's like, oh, do you want me to take that again? Do you want me to do it again? As if like Wanda's the director of the show kind of thing. But then Vision is like, oh, that was weird. That sort of kicked off his like, what the fuck's going on? And like, we got to see Vision become self-aware all over again and then learn, oh, by the way, you're not Vision at all. You're just sort of like magic apparition Vision. But he was Vision, but only... He's not the, you know what I mean? He's not the vision from, like, the real vision is white vision. He just forgot who he was. But the um, real question there is his consciousness. And like you said, like, those vision, those memories he made when he was rebooting him there in the last episode. Uh, like, does that time all in Westview now transfer to the, to, to the new vision? Does the new vision have the same deep feeling of love for Wanda like are all of those memories uploaded well, out from that time you know that's interesting because when they did white vision in the comics they kind of broke everybody's heart because it was like oh vision you're back and he's like I'm vision I don't know who you are I'm not yeah. in love with you he was he's different yeah. he's not it's not just oh yeah look at me I got a new paint job it's like no he's vision but he's a different he's not yeah he's like I'm, <laughs> Yeah, he's like I'm not. I'm not the. He's not the same vision. He was different. Yeah. So I thought that they may have gone that way at the end. Like at the end, it was like, oh, you're back, and he was just like, yeah, I don't know you. Like, and, but oh. they didn't. He he seems to have then remembered, but he flew away. So I mean, we don't really know, right? Yeah. I think it's just going to be their way to continue and bring him back. And I mean, I've often wondered what they were going to do because without Tony, obviously, they can't really do the West Coast Avengers and in a way the west coast avengers was kind of a fallout from like civil war and the whole fight internally between them not being able to not civil war specifically but them not being able to like function as one team any longer right mm-hmm. um but like that's that's kind of been my wonder sometimes is how far are they going to go with it they have nothing but time you know to tell these stories yet they seem to be moving on from like the original cast and trying to do their best to like bring new characters up into the spotlight so that they can have the movies and things focus around them. You know, it's kind of like the talk about the, the, you know, young Avengers or whatever yeah. the Avengers are called with the next generation, you know, being the full yeah, well, I've got with Wanda's children, Miss Marvel. And yeah. And like, yeah, those kids mm-hmm. and, and there's even Spider-Man to a degree, but yeah. Um, I do want to highlight Vision just real quick for uh, a couple of scenes. Obviously, like we said, I sort of joked around before, but the whole like stop lying to me scene where he fires up and he's like, for fuck's sake, that was awesome. It was like, holy shit, like this is on. Um, And then- No iconically comic book in that scene, right? 
because that that's the kind of shit like sometimes as a kid i would see a comic book cover that would be something like that Mm. right the cover would be wanda and vision facing off like they were fighting and my immediate question would be what makes wanda and vision start fighting each other and like that's one thing about the mcu is it has answered so many of those questions especially about like when heroes don't get along and then they fucking have a spat and they fight each other. I never as a kid ever understood why like Captain America and fucking Iron Man didn't get along. And I never understood why there were like these comic books where they were fighting each other. Mm -hmm. They've done such a good job with the storytelling process of including why just like in real life, us with our friends and our coworkers and our family, why we have these spats with people that we're supposed to be getting along with and fighting the only difference is they have like lasers that shoot out of their hands and shit like that so yeah. it makes their fights just a little bit more chaotic yeah and i mean we already mentioned the whole like what is grief if if not love persevering like that whole thing but i mean again points to bettany just for you know like this is the this is the funny guy from a knight's tale you know like it's, it's and, and that terrible wimbledon movie like hey you, you never know, say a bad thing about wimbledon greg i will it's got summer teeth. Um, oh, but yeah, I thought we had to um, we had to mention we had to mention a bit more of vision there. But I mean, to sort of wrap up, obviously, like oh, sorry, Jared, Wait, sorry. something about vision. I, I have a question for anybody else. When they were doing the whole um, thing with white vision and regular vision, did did anybody expect that somehow that like at the end of this it was going to be that they merged and we were going to have vision back? In the MCU, that that was that was their path forward. Was they I thought that's Wanda's where they would go? It would be like a merger, later. But, which they kind of did. Like Derek said, like he one vision, like fake vision, kind of brought back the memories for white vision. So they kind of literally did, but, mind fucked yeah. him. He yeah, mind fucked him. <laughs> mind fighting him, he was like he was like, no, no, no. Here, yeah. let yeah. me tell you that. Let you me and finger your head. Yeah. Let me <laughs> finger that hole in your head. Yeah, let me get up <laughs> in that brain. Yeah. Vision has a kryptonite level weakness and it's college level philosophy arguments, undergraduate philosophy class shit. Yeah. It'll stop the vision every time. Also, but, when they did the close up on white vision, it looked a lot like uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy, the uh, robot yes. from Bill and Ted three. Yes, it did. I was like, my name is Dennis. Yeah, Dennis Caleb McCoy. I understood that reference Tim. Well done. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, also to wrap up, like I said, uh, Finally, we get not only the Scarlet Witch name, but she gets a costume and not just the Halloween version. Badass one. Complete yeah. with headpiece. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta admit, I think the headpiece from the Halloween costume looks better than the, the actual <laughs> so, did, so did the whole outfit, let's be honest. I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Halloween did it, did it better on Halloween. Oh, I, uh, one funny thing as well, I've seen comparisons. It's a very much like, 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 father like daughter thing and there's a shot of fassbender in his magneto outfit yeah and then uh, her in this new one and then it's very similar it's like that's pretty cool so it's uh, kind of funny because i'm kind of stupid about this but there is that picture that they have when you're watching wandavision on disney plus and it has the televisions stacked in front of wanda and vision and it shows different parts from the show and then part of it is actually her costume is revealed a little bit in a couple of the television screens and if you go back it's the episode it's the same outfit from the end i thought that those were like magneto costume uh it was a magneto television thing. thing and i was like oh man they're totally going with magneto look they're even <laughs> forecasting they, or foreshadowing they it. said they did it with monica in one of the posters too yeah monica's uh, comic costume shows up in one of the ads or whatever <laughs> but 
didn't happen in the show, I don't think. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Did anybody just mark out when she said Scarlet Witch? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was it was crazy. Like she it was, said it the was, thing. She said the thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I felt like such an idiot, but I'm just like I'm I'm the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, you know, pointing at the screen like yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love it when they say the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but, they, but we didn't know because they they could they, they called the thing WandaVision. They didn't call it Scarlet Witch Vision. And the best one is in um Star Trek yeah, First Contract. First contact, and he's like, "You people are all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek." It's like a fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Kirk wouldn't have put up with that shit. (laughs) That's fine. But um, so I'm just wondering, like, yeah, where where do we go from here? Obviously, we've set up Captain Marvel two. We tease mutants, kind of. We tease the multiverse, kind of. Uh, Doctor Strange. Tease Doctor Strange. I am yeah. I am glad that it, it wrap. I think Derek, you were saying like it, it it wraps up. It was its own thing. It wasn't just like a nine episode tease for with a cliffhanger for Doctor Strange, but um, but clearly it can go places from here. So, I, I and I mean we've spoken about how at the end there she's kind of astral projecting and looking through the dark uh, home or the the book whatever, and um, uh, you hear the voices and it sounds like the kids. So are they somewhere else in a different dimension or is it like, are they her kids from another universe? And so she's got to open the multiverse to find them. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Well, here's the thing is there's still a lot of questions that aren't answered about specifically the kids, right? Like they, yes, in their, in their happiness and their bliss, they didn't stop to ask questions, but that was like the moment where vision started to have, kind of come back online and kind of have questions about what the hell was going on right like you know you kind of saw him fumbling with the doctor when the doctor was like well she's four months pregnant and he's like wait what and then he starts explaining the fruit and he's like how old how big a fruit would they be after you know 12 hours or whatever like there was definitely that whole thing with with vision trying to catch up with what the hell was going on and it was not computing with him you know um and i think that they just kind of moved past it brilliantly in a way there's so much more story there to tell that we're going to be excited about knowing whenever they bring it up no matter when they choose to right so if they decide to base a storyline that crosses across a couple of movies and you know wanda's involved with it i'm down for that but if they you know if they decide that there's enough there which i think there is for for them to reveal you know where the boys came from how they came to be her children who took them, why he took them, you know, if they, they, even if they go in this Mephisto deco- direction, it could be a lot like what happened with Agatha. Everybody knew it was Agatha, but they just made Agatha into technically kind of the big baddie yeah. in the season besides, you know, Wanda being also the big yeah. baddie at the end as well. And, you know, other characters, but they we'll just they say- managed tell this story without it being like oh it's all Mephisto and there's going to be this big whatever you know we still had the big fight at the end we still had the epic battle it still felt unbelievable that this show that started with this innocent you know 1950s parody turned into this classic comic book you know battle at the end it was it felt right though it felt like and that's the that's the benefit of the slow burn and all the stuff we were talking about before, where like you know people are like, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, you just keep watching it. It's fine. Keep watching it, right? Mm. And then that's what's weird about this is even some of the questions we have, like even some of the things you said, 
that's you know we don't know yet right no, like because right. it's still unfolding so that's the beautiful part about it we may get all of this maybe at the end then you can go back and poke holes i've had people bring stuff up about the mcu which by no means is perfect but at the same time it gave us everything that we've always wanted out of comic book movies yeah. you know say what you will but we were still holding on really tightly to that batman with keaton in it about you know fucking what a good comic book movie should be for a long time until these came out yeah. they just they did it perfectly the one thing this show did was it just took it to a next level with the storytelling i mean i've talked about it at length before about why i love this show and my whole comparisons to buying comic books but the fun thing about collecting comic books when you're reading them new and you're going to the shop to buy them is the fact that you have that period of time in between you have a whole month in most cases of waiting for that next issue to come out. And you got, you know, 25, 30 pages of a, of a story that you got to read filled with a bunch of ads and other shit in there. Uh, and, and then you got to wait an entire month until that next issue comes out. The other thing about comics is it was all in the slow burn. It was all in the mystery. And then when you got to that final episode, all of a sudden they packed it full of answers and it was a lot of times unsatisfying. So mm -hmm this show lived up to that because a lot of people were unsatisfied by the fact that it just all kind of wrapped up so quickly there in the end. I, I think just I, comic book wise, it was perfect. That's my opinion about yeah. the show. It was. A I, I, I'd like to actually commend the show as well for having the balls to actually have a bit of a sad downer ending too, where, yeah. Yeah. you know, yes, we don't get resurrected vision perfectly. She has to say goodbye to the fake vision she created. And she has to say goodbye to the fake kids. Oh, we'll just tuck you in. No nights. No, you're just going to cease to exist, kind of. That's making me sad. I hadn't quite processed it. It's making me sad now. I didn't get to say yeah. goodnight to my kids tonight because we're recording the show. <laughs> <laughs> Look out the window. If there's this big red wave, maybe just, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that one of the COVID. things that, because of the fact that this is a, you know, this was a season of a, 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 and it's a character we know we're getting more of. Yeah. You can end like that. It didn't have to be a happy ending story. You know, we've got TV shows and your know, seasons like that all the time. Yeah. Um, and we know we're getting more from the character. So what they did was actually really good. They left a lot to be answered by stuff that we know is coming. And they wrapped up the story they were trying to tell. They did both things, which is very hard to do. It's hard to set up for more while completing what you were doing. And wish, they did that. I and wish I wish they had played when Wanda flies away from Westview at the very end. They're like, oh, bye, guys. See ya. Um, I wish they had played the Sad Hulk music from the old <laughs> Sad walking boy. Yeah, yeah it's just like, <laughs> everything's wrapped up. Sorry, I got angry and turned green and smashed your shit. I got to go. Have they ever incorporate the way that they brought in like the old Spider-Man theme? Did they ever bring in the Sad Hulk music for any of the MCU stuff? There's a tease of it slightly in the Edward Norton one where he is walking down a highway yes. in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like the same. It's not, yeah. Like yeah. Spider-Man is just full on. But yeah. But, yeah. but that, I just, I, for some reason, that just popped into my head. I'm like, oh, Sad Hulk music. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> Garrett, you mentioned that, you know, we, we are going to see these characters again and things are going to improve it. And Tim mentioned, like, we talked about how it ended on such a, you know, hard, sad note. They kind of, they give you some hope, of course, in the in the post-credit stinger where you, you hear the kids, okay, the kids will return. Okay. Um, you know, we know we're going to get more. 
And with what they didn't do, I guess, which I was, I was kind of glad for. They didn't have to. You know, a lot of some of the movies will end with like the Scarlet Witch will return. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, Thanos will know, return. Yeah. Summer twenty twenty two. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to. Do- James Bond will be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is she is on the IMDb page for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness 2022 directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, they announced her when they announced the movie. Yeah. They were yeah. like, and Elizabeth Olsen will be in it. Now she came. Hey everybody. Yeah. So. Uh, Mega Rand pointed out a great thing uh about the ending though, and that was up until we got to the voices of the kids still being heard, it almost felt you almost had the feeling, if you want to talk about disappointment, that this whole thing was just nothing. Like, I get that it was an experience of one's grief, but if the kids didn't exist at all and Vision's gone and all this stuff, it almost gives you the feeling of like, well, what was all that? Like, I got so emotionally attached to this and all this, and now it's all gone. You know, the fact that we have this hope that Vision's memories and Vision will live on in this other new form and that the boys are still alive somewhere. They were so wonderful and whimsical, especially in the 90s, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Modern Family episode where they gave these <laughs> great looks at the camera when Wanda was having a <laughs> literal breakdown in front of them, you know. Uh, but it, it, the thing about it ending on such a downer, I think Tim said it or Greg said it, that you know, I don't know if a network would have let it end on such a downer like this. A network might have been like, you know what? Maybe we can have her like, maybe we can show the boys that they're still alive so that yeah. we don't just get voices. Or maybe we can have Vision kind of be his old self as he flies away so that we know, yeah. like, can we tinker with it a little bit so it's not just a downer? No, we could we that. play, we could we maybe play the Happy Hulk music? Yeah, um, maybe like... we play the theme song. <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah yeah that's the way to do it but uh yeah i mean to, to again uh to sort of finish up i think if anything it has set the bar uh oh sorry and, and of course derek like you said it's not just you can't just skip over the story because it sets up monica rambeau as well so um it, 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 it is it's not like oh well it, it, by the end of WandaVision it's all back to normal and it's hit the reset switch it's like no shit has changed forever yeah. um but yeah like I think we're all pretty positive on the show obviously uh and and I think it has set nearly an impossible bar now for these other Disney plus shows like what we said Winter Soldier Loki there's about a hundred others that are coming but I mean I felt that way about the Mandalorian yeah yeah, yeah. I was about yeah. to say we said yeah. that yeah. was that's right months ago and I mean if 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 anyone is still like if their first reaction is to doubt Feige and Marvel after the fucking track record they've got so far I mean I mean, I think you're nitpicking or you're really like, oh, it won't be as good as the Snyder Cup. I'm going to yeah. go on record right now and say something ridiculous. I'm not excited for the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. I'm not excited for it. I hope I'm 100% wrong and I will watch it. But you're like, I was be. actually excited for WandaVision. WandaVision yeah. looked cool and interesting to me. I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So I just saw this stuff about it looking like a 50s sitcom and couldn't wait to see what the hell they were going to do with this. The, the, this one, I'm, I don't have that same feeling of excitement about, but hopefully my kind of lowered expectations will make it even better. 
I, I'm sure they'll still come through for me. That's why I'll watch every episode. I just don't have that same level of excitement going into this one. Yeah, and, and Kevin Feige sitting back in a chair like the Jordan meme going, <laughs> I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that might be a good place to leave it with uh, Kevin Feige and all his glory. There you go. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, all his rings. We've sucked his dick enough on this show, but anyway. Um, or, or vision mind fucked us again whatever <laughs> in our mind holes. That's we it. all got vibraniumed <laughs> <laughs> but before we do get out of here uh please follow us on twitter our show is at unfunny and tangent i'm at greg t13 jared is at superju 75 tim is always at tim agni and attack of the dad.com derek is at cap underscore caveman with a k rock is at rock knowledge and ran is at mega ran and of course you can hear both of them at matt mania uh, and on the matt mania podcast uh, and of course tim and derek are on dates uh, so <laughs> it's always that uh, yes, which is right you know yep i'm waiting for that yo magic episode dude come on um but as always all roads lead to at the steel cage and the steel cage.com where you can hear 100 podcasts like we mentioned before uh check out unfunny nerdtangent.com and the steel cage shop.com you can buy a mon milfman t-shirt um but that's all we have for episode 114 of unfunny nerd tangent so thanks so much for listening and remember kids so long, darling. I like how sparky too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>